everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Catherine Kaufman. And I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my every Monday night show. This is where we discuss what and who we are in this journey called life. This is life today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> to those of you guys on Instagram, I am working on getting your stream onto the restream. Um, but I'm going to have to take some extra steps to do that. And I haven't figured out exactly how that is going to work yet. But just to let you know, I am working on it. That way you can see all the graphics and the intros and, and the QR codes and stuff like that that I have over here on Facebook and YouTube. Now, for those of you on Facebook and YouTube, draw all your attention to the QR codes here. You can just scan the code. And I'm going to have items on here that you can purchase tonight if you choose to do that. Also, the sponsorships are on QR codes over here. And then there's another QR code up here if you want to pitch in just a little to help pay for things like this. Because <laughs> these, these little trinkets cost a little bit. And uh, it sure is appreciated if you give a couple of dollars off of the support the stream and the buy me coffee codes um <clears throat> now let's let's do a couple of shout outs to people and a and a real quick mention of tonight's sponsor for the show now um they're not directly giving money to the show but if you uh scan the qr code and you use the service then i make it 10 cents Woo! <laughs> You know, anything is, is helps out somebody who's self-employed. And small business sure needs a hand these days. Uh, speaking of which, needing a hand, that's one of the biggest reasons why I use Instacart. So you're going to see QR code up here for Instacart. Um, I can be more productive. And what I like to do is even if I'm busy, but I still want to make dinner. Um, and I still want to have really fresh, nicely picked out items, I use Instacart. And that way I don't have to take time away from work to go to the store and get everything. All of my shoppers have been super good at picking out really top quality things. And so I absolutely love using that. Um, I, I probably use it once every two weeks uh, just to get ahead of the game and to keep productive and keep my work schedule on track and not have to run around at the store. Really love this. Another uh, shout out I want to do is, let's see, I'm really liking these car codes. These are so much fun. Uh, our buddies over at Hitch to Homicide. This is a true crime podcast and they just started a YouTube channel. So I would love it if you guys uh, went to their website and then liked and subscribed to the YouTube channel and give the podcast a try it's really really fascinating especially last wednesday's episode i really really loved it it was very historical and very cool and i hadn't even known anything about it but i'm not going to say anymore because i don't want to ruin it for you hey to all you guys over here on instagram let's see who's in the chat on facebook hey you're my beautiful neighbor miss amber shields and miss amber amber benton and angela shields <laughs> these are my neighbors thank you for joining uh, my sister, Vera, good to see you. Love you. And Paula, good to see you. 
So, Heidi Kennedy, good to see you. Um, so yeah, go over and give Hitch to Homicide a view. Now tonight's uh, content is by location. And because by location is so kind of closely, I don't want to say it's related or it might be, but it is kind of related to astral travel. Um, I want to show you this QR code on my Amazon shop. This is the Astral Traveler's Handbook. This is a really good one to have because astral travel is about as close as we can get to by location. And some of the stories that I'm going to tell you tonight are going to be really, really cool. So I'll just, um, I'll leave that QR code up for a while and go back to the chat here. And hey to Sandra Pelfrey, good to see you tonight. So let's dive into some looks at by location. Okay. Let me make sure my, I got to check these streams to make sure that they are working. Um, and everything is, is going according to what they're supposed to do. And, you know, there's always glitches. <laughs> I'll say there's always glitches, right? Okay. But everything seems to be working okay. So we just had one last time to check that. So let's dive into some biolocation, shall we? If you have any questions, put them in the chat over here. And I will try to watch for them. And so biolocation is sometimes called multi-location. Now, I'm just going to stop you right now and let you know that some of these, some of the names I'm going to get wrong. Some of the places I'm going to mispronounce because I just get tongue-tied like that. So bi-location is sometimes called multi-location, and it is a psychic ability wherein an individual or object is located or appears to be located in two distinct places at the same time. Reports of bilocation phenomena have been made in a wide variety of historical and religious contexts, ranging from ancient Greek legends and Christian traditions to modern occultism. So Amber says, I watch on here because you can't see my comments on Facebook. Ah, yes, I can see them, Amber. Thank you for, for switching the platform for me. Hey to Joe Bruce. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us tonight. So the history of Christianity contains a lot of reports of miraculous bilocations. Among the earliest of these is the apparition of Our Lady of the Pillar. This is an alleged appearance of the Virgin Mary in Caesar Augusta, Spain in the year 40 CE at the time when she is believed to have been still alive and living in Jerusalem. So this is the earliest Christian documentation that we have of a bilocation. So <clears throat> other Christian figures said to have experienced bilocation include, now here's where I'm going to go wrong on a lot of the names, St. Drogo, Anthony of Pauda, Francis of Paula, Francis Xavier, Martin de Porres, Maria de Agreda, Maria de Leon Bello Delgado, Alphonsus Liguri, Gerard Magella, and Pio Patre Pio. Um, these are all documented 
cases and experiences of um, bilocation. Now, these are all religious figures. I want you to bear that in mind and keep that in the back of your head. Okay, the ancient Greek philosopher Pythagoras is said to have been capable by location. Now, there's almost a unanimous report that on one day and the same day he was present in Metapontium in Italy and at Tarominium in Sicily, in each place conversing with his friends, though the places are separated by many miles both at sea and land, demanding many days journey. So they have accounts of two different sets of friends of, of his reporting that he is in these locations simultaneously visiting with them. Now, so what this started making me think of was the two um, theories in quantum physics of superposition and non-locality. So we will go through those uh, in just a minute. So one of the things I found is that physicists, well, physicists say, so any chunk of matter can also occupy two places at once. Physicists call this phenomena quantum superposition. And for decades, they have demonstrated it using very small particles. But in recent years, in the most recent things that are research and experiments that we've done, some physicists have scaled up their experiments demonstrating quantum superposition using larger and larger particles. So now in a paper published September 23rd in the Journal of Na Nature Physics, an international team of researchers has caused molecule made up of 2,000 atoms to occupy two places at the same time. And that is quantum superposition. Now, I find that that is very fascinating because they're working on superposition being larger and larger and larger. Oh, hang on a second here. I got something I have to get off of there. Okay. <laughs> hey to Ida Thompson and hey to Mike and Barbie. Big love to you guys. Hope you're doing okay. So let's go over superposition a little bit. What is superposition? It's a system that has two different, that says that two different states that can define a particle and it's possible for it to exist in both. For example, in physical terms, an electron has two possible quantum states, spin up and spin down. So uh, superposition is saying that this particle or this particle can exist in two different positions simultaneously. That seems improbable, but it isn't. Now, let's, let's look at the principle of non-locality. So in quantum physics, this... Um, principle says that quantum particles can know the states of other quantum particles even at great distances and correlate their behaviors with each other's instantaneously action at a distance so what that means is if i have a particle on this side of the planet that is entangled there has to be an entanglement with the other particle at this on this side of the planet if this one reacts to something this one also reacts. So there's some kind of entanglement 
between these particles that cause them this association to where they know the state or position of the other particle and react accordingly to the stimulus of the one particle. So getting back to bilocation, uh, and sometimes bilocation can be confused with a, the doppelganger. And we'll look at what are some of the differences of a doppelganger and bilocation. A doppelganger is um, experienced as a replica or a shadow self that is close to or accompanies that person. Traditionally, it is said that only the owner of the doppelganger can see the phantom itself. That's not true. I have seen the doppelganger of one of my friends before. Now, the, the thing that I found <coughs> about reading about doppelgangers and bilocation is the bilocation seems to be a long-distance type of phenomenon. Hey, to DT8 and Jay's Towing over here on Instagram. Good to see you guys tonight. Um, and hey to Pamela Downey over here on Facebook. The doppelganger seems to be a phenomenon that is more closely related to the person who's living. For instance, if I had a doppelganger, it would occur within, let's say, a proximity of a thousand feet to me, or maybe 2,000 feet. I think a thousand feet. Most occurrences of a doppelganger are seen within a thousand feet of the person that's trying to copy. The bilocation is more of, like they said, Pythagoras was in two different cities, so it's it's more spread out, and um, it's more noted by a lot of people. Like a lot of people will see a bilocation rather than a doppelganger. And so Ina says, is a doppelganger always of a living person? No, that's another difference is the bilocation seems to be more of a living entity and the doppelganger can be either a living entity or somebody who's passed on. So let's go into, let's look at some of these things. And I want, I'm going to tell you two of these really cool stories that are just absolutely phenomenal. So let's see. Um, Actually, the, the term doppelganger is German for double walker. Bilocation is the psychic ability to project an image of the self in a second location, like I said, a great long distance. The body double is known as a wraith, and it's indistinguishable. Here's another, here's another difference. The body double is indistinguishable from the real person. And it can interact with the people around it just as if it is the person. The doppelganger is a double of a person, but there's always something wrong with the double. Now, the one that I saw didn't speak. And that is the case with a lot of doppelgangers is they either won't look at you or they won't speak or something will be missing or something will be wrong with the copy. Okay, we did have a doppelganger of my cat that passed away at, here at the house. And when it showed up, you know, my cat had already passed away a long time ago. But when this doppelganger showed up, 
there's always something wrong with uh, the right side of the head and the ear. It, the copy doppelganger never got that side of the head and the ear right. It looked like it was malformed. But the, you know, the bilocation is an exact duplica, duplicate of the person and it interacts just as if it is the person. Now, ancient Egyptian and Norse mythology both contain references to body doubles. Um, and so these were often associated with a bad omen, but in the cases that I've read of bilocation, these are all really positive encounters. So more often than not, the negative um, encounters will be the doppelganger and the positive encounters will be the um, bilocation. So <clears throat> now let's see, this is, this is interesting. And this is kind of an example of what I was talking about with a, when a doppelganger gets something wrong about it copying the person. So one of the fascinating reports of a doppelganger comes from American writer Robert Bell Owen, who recounts the tale of a 32-year-old French woman named Emily Sagi. She was a teacher at um, an exclusive girls' school near Walmart in what is now Latvia. One day in 1845, while Sagi was writing on the blackboard, her exact double appeared exactly beside her. The doppelganger precisely copied the teacher's every move as she wrote, except that it did not hold any chalk. So that was something that was missing or not intact from the copy. Thirteen students in the classroom witnessed the event. During the next year, Sagi's doppelganger was seen several times. The most astonishing instance of this took place in full view of the entire student body of 42 students on a summer's day in 1846. As they sat at the long tables working, they could see Sagi in the school's garden gathering flowers. When the teacher left the room to talk to the headmistress, Sagi's doppelganger appeared in her chair while the real Sagi could still be seen in the garden. Two girls approached the phantom or the doppelganger and tried to touch it but felt an odd resistance in the air surrounding it. Kind of like when you take two magnets and you kind of put them together and they sort of repel each other. Um, this, this resistance is something that they could feel. So I feel like that this the doppelganger is more of a magnetic type of um, phenomena. And I think that the bilocation is something entirely different. So Amber says, this is so amazing. I'm loving this content. Very interesting day. So let's go over to the QR codes. I want to change that. Here's another QR code on astral projection. This is a guide on how to travel the astral plane and have out-of-body experiences. And um, so this is another one on my Amazon um, recommendations to use for this. And... So I think that I'm thinking that the bilocation is more of an out of body type of situation magnified and that the doppelganger is more of a negative dislocation because there's always uh, something wrong with the copy on the doppelganger. Now, this is the most interesting story of all. And we, we, if you want, we'll discuss the, this one.
Um, but you know, they in the research I did, there's so many um, stories of doppelgangers and bilocation, especially in religious texts. And really, the religious texts were uh, the ones that were documented very, very well um, because they had. Let's face it. Everyday folks were just trying to make a living and <laughs> trying to put food on the table. And um, the people in the convents and the monasteries really had the time to devote to all this documentation and stuff. But this story is the Sister Mary of Jesus. So this, this story I want for Joe Bruce to pay attention to in particular, because this is one that we had talked about. Um, the one that just absolutely fascinated me. Sister Mary of Jesus. One of the most astonishing cases of bilocation took place in 1622 at the Isolita Mission in what is now New Mexico. Father Alonzo de Benavides, I know I probably butchered that, uh, reported encountering Hamano Indians who, although they had never met Spaniards, they carried crosses, they observed Roman Catholic rituals, and they knew the Catholic liturgy in their native tongue. But um, they had never met any of the Spaniards before, so this was a, a conundrum. So in questioning the Indians, the Indians told them that they had been instructed in Christianity by a lady in blue who came among them for many years and taught them this new religion in their language. So she taught them in their own language. When the father returned to Spain, he did an investigation which led him to Sister Mary of Jesus in Agreda, Spain. And Sister Mary claimed to have converted the North American Indians, not in body, but in spirit. Okay, and it gets even more interesting. So Sister Mary said that she regularly fell into a cataleptic state, trance, after which she recalled dreams in which she carried to a strange and wild land, and she taught the gospel there. As proof of her claim, she was able to provide a highly detailed description of the Hamano Indians, including uh, their appearance, their clothing, their customs, none of which she could have learned through research since they were fairly recently discovered by the Europeans. So she was questioned about this. How did she learn their language? And she replied, I did it, she said. I simply spoke to them and God let us understand one another. I thought that that was just so interesting. So her situation was a cataleptic trance. So she so she periodically fell into this cataleptic trance and she telepathically communicated with these people and taught them the liturgy, the um, rituals and, and all that kind of stuff. So my thinking is that when she went into a deep meditative state of mind, she disassociated from her body and it was bilocated to this area. Now, my question is, why did she pick 
that area was she aware that that was the place that or that area was a general place that um the spaniards were planning on going to to and maybe she would have liked to have gone as a missionary and couldn't and so she concentrated on that area and sent her consciousness there i located her consciousness there and taught the indians what she uh, really wanted to share with them but wasn't able to physically my other question is about that story but that story is a really good one uh is you know was there the physical phenomena present when she bilocated like for example when the teacher had the doppelganger appear and the students said that the area was uh re- kind of repelled them the magnetic field repelled them was the same phenomena present at the bilocation of sister mary of jesus um that's one of my questions so i may try to dive a little bit deeper into this and find out um what if any more information is available and if it is i'll share it with you guys but in her trance state she definitely communicated with them through telepathy you know because they both understood each other without using you know a change in the language it was just mind to mind they understood each other and remember she said god let us understand one another so you know more often than not that the incidences of bilocation are coming up in religious texts in a positive light with a lot of saints and religious icons you know that through time and uh so i couldn't find any negative bilocation stories not to say that they're not out there they may be but um i did not encounter any myself Let's look at one more one more here now this is is a very interesting little product it's an aquamarine argon pyramid and i want to do a show on argon pyramids um and how they work because i think they're highly misunderstood and we're going to look at some other trinkets too but these i definitely want to take a closer look at and give you guys some more information on what they are and how they work because they're highly misunderstood um anyway that's all we got for tonight oh i wanted to tell you guys something else too let me look at my notes here um i'm already getting dreams coming in for um the march dream show so let me put my email down here in the chat if you have a dream that you want anonymously interpreted uh, get it in get it in quickly because march's show is filling up and um i want you to be able to get your your dreams interpreted for free on here and it's all done anonymously you don't have to you know worry about me i don't ever give any names or anything on the show i just give the circumstances and then we go through analyzing the dream breaking it down because you know you can buy a dream dictionary and i have one on my amazon shop but 
it's more valuable to look at the context of the dream and how it's presented to as to what it means. And that's why I like to do the shows on the dreams, analyzing them, because I want to show you guys how to analyze your own dreams and how to break it down and what means what and what usually is symbolic for, for what. And so that's what we do on the dream shows. Let me go back to, here we go. Let's, let's end with this. Ta-da, support the stream. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. I still can't believe it is Monday, y'all. It still feels like Sunday to me. And it's probably because I didn't get a whole lot done this weekend. Hey to Body Wiver over here on Instagram. Good to see you tonight. Um, you guys have a fabulous week. Instagram, I'm still going to work on that. Maybe next week I will have you on the ring stream where you can see everything. But until then, this is from Kentucky. And I will see you guys next Monday night. Bye now.